The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What up, world? Welcome and all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is R.J. Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on the Ocho. It is Tuesday, August 11th, 2020. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you, just like me, are uh, making it through um, something on your list when it comes to streaming things. I know this is a weird take, but I feel oddly accomplished uh, when I am making progress on a show I'm watching. Does that make sense? Um, like, you know how people talk about like, well, I love to check things off my list. You know, I feel accomplished. That's a true thing. Uh, but I kind of feel that way if I have a show that I have, you know, multiple seasons left on, you know, I, I knock out a season. It's like, man, <laughs> really went to work today. And uh, I'm making my way through Seinfeld. Just about done with season three. So um, I know I'm like 30 years late, but that's fine. Uh, so congratulations to me and congratulations to you for whatever you are streaming. It is Tuesday and later tonight will be the premiere episode of this season's uh, Hard Knocks. Very, very, very excited to see what happens here. Shannon Furman is a good friend of mine, good friend of the show. She is one of the fantastic producers associated with NFL Films. She works so hard on Hard Knocks every single year and I'm sure that Hard Knocks this season is going to be very unique and very interesting. Um, it's always interesting. I mean, and, and think about it, because if you've watched Hard Knocks before, if you don't know what it is, it's a show that profiles NFL training camps, and it does get a little bit redundant every year because it's kind of the same thing, right? Like you get to meet uh, the lower level, you know, people on the team that are probably not going to make it. Um, you know, your Dak Prescotts and things like that are hardly part of it, but this year, um, it's going to be difficult, right, to um, to interact with a lot of people and to kind of travel with them. Uh, oftentimes, you get to see their homes and their family lives and things like that. And a big part of the show is generally what happens during the preseason. But we don't have a preseason this year, so I'm interested to see how NFL Films kind of forges on. Um, so that starts tonight on HBO. Um, I want to spend today's episode giving love to somebody that I feel like is not really 
getting much. Um, and this kind of, you know, thought started trickling in my old, uh, my old brain, my medulla oblongata on Sunday. Uh, I did a radio hit on 105.3 The Fan with great friends Chris Arnold and Kevin Gray Jr. Uh, they're the best. And uh, they asked me kind of who was the, the most underrated uh, player, kind of a player to watch type category type box uh, for the Cowboys this season. And I'll let you answer, right? Um, I mean, we're going to be talking about my answer, so I'm hoping that we have the same answer. Maybe you saw the title of this episode. Episode and so no cheating, but who is who, who are we not talking about? And I think some people might say Chidibe Wuze. I think that's one answer, but I, I I just I feel like we're talking more about Jason Witten than we are about the starting tight end for the Dallas Cowboys, Blake Jarwin. And before I get to Blake, um, not to uh, you know completely you know, undermine the whole point I built up. But Jason Witten did have a clip on Monday that I found rather interesting. Uh, he did a media session as a member of the Las Vegas Raiders, still very weird, uh, wearing the, you know, practice gear and stuff looks very, very, very weird. And he was asked if he wanted to or if there was any consideration to him returning to the Dallas Cowboys in 2020. And here is what he said, courtesy of the Las Vegas Raiders Twitter account. Did you think and or did you want to return to Dallas? Was there a chance you could return there? What was it? What happened against my question? Yeah, I mean, there was talks of that. You know, I mean, I think uh, anytime you have coaching changes and uh, a new program being built, you know, that's part of this business. So, you know, obviously I got a, had a great relationship over 16, 17 years there with, with the Jones family and very honest and very upfront. And, of course, uh, with Mike and, and, look, that's a talented team. Um, but, you know, this was a unique opportunity for me as well to come here and, and uh, really, um, you know, I'm invigorated by this challenge and where I'm at in my career. And like I said, it made a lot of sense from the fit and the role and, and the presence that I could have. And I didn't, I didn't really overthink it, you know, just a great opportunity and go in there and compete. And I'm, I'm very fortunate for that. And uh, I'll challenge myself to, to play at a high level, even at where my age is. And, uh, you know, it, it's been a lot of fun for me. So uh, there were talks, and talks could mean, um, what do you think? <laughs> you know, what I mean, like talks is so vague and ambiguous and uh, subjective. Um, I certainly, I would imagine, I would personally imagine that Jason Wynn wanted to return to the Dallas Cowboys in 2020, but like we've said, good for the Cowboys. In fact, I believe if if I power ranked uh, the decisions the Cowboys have made this offseason in terms of how beneficial they're going to be for the team. I think number one is obviously drafting CeeDee Lamb, and, and we can kind of go through this and, and pick out a top five or whatever, but I think not bringing back Jason Witten is very, 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 very big, and maybe it's number five on that list, mostly because of, of what it means. It means a change in culture, a change in philosophy, a change in disposition. No longer is the team hanging on to the tired old veteran that means a lot to the organization. No, I applaud the Cowboys for developing a more objective viewpoint of how they're going to build their roster. And sometimes that means you have to make decisions that are not fun uh, for the emotional side of all of us. And kudos to them for finally doing that. But um, so maybe Witten's just also being political, you know, if hypothetically, right, there were no talks, um, you know, it wouldn't exactly be cool for him to be like, yeah, no, they didn't want to bring me back and I didn't have any other options. So that's why I'm on the Raiders. Um, but either way, let's let's get to Blake Jarwin because I do feel like 
you know, we, we spend so much time obviously talking about Dak Prescott. Zeke Elliott gets his fair share of love. We've talked about how the wide receivers are maybe the best trio of wide receivers in the NFL. Certainly the best starting wide receivers uh, when teams are in 11 personnel. And Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb. The offensive line gets all sorts of love. Uh, maybe you could argue, however, the person who wins the job ultimately ends up being. Maybe the Cowboys starting center is somewhat underrated, whether it's Tyler Biotis, Joe Looney, Connor McGovern. All of that remains to be seen. But we just, Blake Jarwin's kind of flying under the radar. And I'm not saying that he's going to be the guy that we saw uh, catch three touchdowns on the road against the New York Giants in week 17 of 2018. By the way, another photo of their new offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett, did hit Twitter on uh, on Monday, and it looks very strange. If you want to see Jason Garrett in New York Giants paraphernalia, head on over to the Blogging the Boys Facebook page, like us on the Book of Faces, or the Blogging the Boys Instagram, where you're blogging dot the dot boys on hashtag the gram actually don't hashtag the gram that's lame um but uh so i want to look at something uh this is uh is how how tight ends were used for the Cowboys last season per Football Outsiders, uh, the great FO Football Outsiders. Their almanac is fantastic. I'm about halfway through. Uh, so if you are looking for uh, an almanac to purchase or to kind of devote energy or time to, uh, I cannot recommend the Football Outsiders almanac enough. But so per Football Outsiders, last year, the Dallas Cowboys tight ends, their total snaps, snap percentage, however you want to look at this. I want to look at this at offensive snap percentage. So how much these tight ends were used on offense. We heard so so much about right well Jason Wynn's coming back he's not gonna not gonna be the same not gonna you know not gonna play as much as he usually did etc blah 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 it's it's gonna be very 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 different and you know he's gonna come in he's gonna be kind of a team guy and so let's look at 2017 all right uh the last time that Jason Wynn was on the Cowboys before 2019 because obviously in 2018 he was uh in the Monday Night Football booth replacing what is now his current head coach but in 2017, this was a very bad year for the Dallas Cowboys. As you all know, we certainly have discussed that ad nauseum. I can't believe that was three years ago now. But 2017, Blake Jarwin played point. 4% of offensive snaps, literally just four offensive snaps. Jeff Swaim played 16.2% offensive snaps at tight end. James Hanna, 25.7% offensive snaps. Jason Witten, 98.3% of offensive snaps. 1,050 snaps for Jason Witten on offense in 2017 for the Dallas Cowboys. That is a lot, right? And that was what we were told is not going to be the case, was not going to be the case in 2019. But before we get to 2019, let's look at 2018. The only Jason Wittenless year, basically this millennium. That year, Jeff Swain was kind of the starter. Um, nobody really knew what Blake Jarwin was going to be. People forget, by the way, that the Cowboys promoted Blake Jarwin from the practice squad late in 2017 because uh, you know they feared he was going to get poached by the eventual world champion Philadelphia Eagles, who would ironically go on to draft Dallas Goddard right after Jason Wynn retired several months later. That is a bit of a funny sort of, um, you know, intersection of plot lines and stories and whatever. But 2018, Rico Gathers used on 13.6% of offensive snaps. It makes sense that we would mention his name. This is August, which is uh, peak Rico time. Uh, Dalton Schultz, his rookie year, used on 27.9% of offensive snaps. Blake Jarwin, a big uptick from 0.4% all the way to 359 Again, this is 2018. And Jeff Swaim had by far the most of anybody at 47.5%. So let's jump to last season, 2019. All right, now we talked about how in 2017, Jason Witten had about 
almost 99% of offensive snaps played. And we were told that's not going to be the case. It's it's going to be more of a committee. He's here to just kind of be this player coach, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, last year, Dalton Schultz, 10.5% of offensive snaps. Okay, you know, hey, if you're the third tight end on the team, it's really not going to happen all too much. Blake Jarwin, again, this is a team that we want to see run in 11 personnel really, really, really basically all the time, which means we're only talking about one tight end, and we know, you know, now we know that Jason Witten did get the lion's share of, uh, of time at that position last year. Blake Jarwin, 38.6%. All right, Blake Jarwin in 2018 had 35.9%. He had an uptick of not even 3%. 38.6. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I think we, we are all victims of this. We all say, how could the Cowboys not be using Blake Jarwin? And we're acting like, look, I love Blake Jarwin. He's in my Twitter profile picture. Um, but, um, you know, we, we can't crown the guy and say, you know, he's the greatest, I, I hate the phrase, greatest things in sliced bread, but we can't be like, he's the greatest things in sliced bread. We all certainly believe in his potential, but, uh, you know, to act like that is who he already is, is a bit unfair to reality, uh, but still to to not get more out of Blake Jarwin, um, a, a player who's developing, who's ascending seemingly, was really criminal uh, from the Cowboys' perspective, but to answer the question because you might be wondering how much Jason Witten was used last year again just about 99% two years before in 2017 last year Jason Witten's offensive snap percentage for the Dallas Cowboys 75.4% that's 851 offensive snaps that the Dallas Cowboys are looking to replace 851 offensive snaps that the Dallas Cowboys are looking to replace theoretically I mean maybe not 851 opportunities but you get the idea that's a lot of opportunities for Blake Jarwin and I feel like you know we started this conversation I started this conversation uh, from the perspective of most underrated player whatever I think I want to shift that to player that we're not talking about that can make the largest level of impact, right? Like, like player who can make the biggest dent, you know, how, like when you were a kid and you would be at the pool and you would, uh, have like, who can, who could do the largest cannonball splash, whatever, like Blake Jarwin has the potential to create the largest splash because he's inheriting the largest opportunity from a percentage standpoint. I think you can make a similar case for CD lamb, certainly replacing Randall Cobb, but, and look, I'm pumped about CD lamb. I don't mean this at all as a demerit or a knock on his game individually, but I think, and I think you agree, that the gap between 2020 Blake Jarwin and 2019 Jason Witten is larger than the gap between 2020 CeeDee Lamb and 2019 Randall Cobb. That's the difference here, is that the, the floor that we're operating with in terms of getting more out of the bigger cannonball splash is much, much, much higher at that third wide receiver spot because Randall Cobb was a very serviceable player last year for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, he was knocking on a thousand yards himself. Obviously, you know, didn't even get to 900, but he was very, very, very useful, which you really cannot say for Jason Witten. Again, all due respect, gold jacket wit, future Hall of Famer, etc., etc., etc. But the reality is that we are not maybe talking about it's not the right way to put it. I know I'm kind of adjusting and amending things as we go along here, but we are not giving, I think, enough due or enough credit or enough thought to the factor that Blake Jarwin can play because I don't think Blake Jarwin has to come in and be this beast monster of a tight end but if he is mildly athletic if he is remotely useful then this 
dramatically shifts what the Cowboys are able to do offensively. Because again, we're talking about a team that we want to see operate out of 11 personnel way more often than not. So again, if Blake Jarwin is, we'll call it 30% better than Jason Witten was last year. And I want to be clear. I, th- I think Jason Witten was kind of an average tight end. So to be 30% better than that is to be kind of a top 10 guy-ish. Um, and, and I think maybe that's Blake Jarwin's ceiling in 2020, but it certainly helps him that there are so many other targets on the field, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, the domino effect of all that. But if Blake Jarwin can be that, now you're operating, and again, I hate this phrase too, you're cooking with gas, but you've got Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, Blake Jarwin, Zeke Elliott, that offensive line, and then a quarterback that many of us believe is very good on his own and out of his own merits, let alone when put in an offense that is surrounded by playmakers, weapons, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So I think that we're not giving Blake Jarwin enough legitimacy, maybe? that's Maybe that's the one I want to land on. Um, And I I put it this way when I was talking to Kevin and Chris on on 105.3 The Fan. If you were going, pretend you didn't own any Cowboys jerseys, because I know you and you've got a lot, but pretend you didn't own a single Cowboys jersey, right? And you had to get one of the offensive starters jerseys, all right? Somebody who is an offensive starter for the Cowboys when they are in 11 personnel. And let's say that you were getting this jersey as a gift, right? Your parents, your mom, your dad, your loved one, your significant other, your spouse, your cousin, your friend, whoever. It's your day, birthday, Christmas, whatever. You're getting a gift. They said, I'm going to get you a Dallas Cowboys jersey, an offensive player out of 11 personnel. This is a person that listens to the Ocho so they know what we're talking about, right? I want you because I'm going to go to the store. I'm, I'm going to go online. You know, actually, I, I'm only going to go online. I'm socially distancing. I'm going to go online and I'm going to try to find one. But I don't know who's going to be available, right? Things might be sold out. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to rank for me one through 11, the order of which you want the jerseys, right? So the player you want the most is number one, second most, number two, so on and so forth. And then the player who you want the least, number 11. And hopefully that's not the case, but we might have to do that because this is America's team, the most valuable professional sports franchise in the world. They're more valuable than the Yankees and the Knicks and Manchester United, Real Madrid, and on and on and on. So I want you to rank them for me so you can make my my online shopping experience all the more efficient. All right, so you sit down, you got a pen and a paper, maybe you use your iPhone notes app, whatever the case may be, and you rank them. Dax number one, Amari's number two, maybe CD's number one, I don't know, but you go on and on and on and on. Blake Jarwin is what for you? What number is he? Because I'm confident that these players are for show ahead of Blake Jarwin, okay? Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, CD Lamb, Michael Gallup, this isn't an order, by the way. It's just the list of names. Ezekiel Elliott, that's five. I think you would rather have a Tyron Smith jersey. I think you would rather have a Zach Martin jersey. I think you would rather have a Lyle Collins jersey. That's eight. The only people that we have not ranked ahead of Blake Jarwin are Connor Williams and whoever the starting center is going to be. And if the starting center is Tyler Biotish, I know you. I think you might want a Tyler Biotish jersey over a Blake Jarwin jersey. You might. I don't know. I think you might. Some of you might want a Joe Looney jersey over a Blake Jarwin jersey. I think that's interesting. Um, And that's what I mean by we're not, again, paying enough attention is not the right way to put it, but we're not giving Blake Jarwin enough of his due. And um, I think... I think we should. <laughs> I think you know people forget Blake Jarwin caught the first touchdown of the season last year. Obviously, that means a lot, right? I mean, that's <laughs> it's a huge thing. Um, but in all seriousness, Blake Jarwin has the potential 
to move this offense's potential more than anybody else because the floor that he is coming into is so much lower than everything else. No disrespect to Jason Witten. I don't really think there were probably legitimate talks towards bringing him back to the Cowboys, but he does, and that's really all that matters. So, um, yeah, let's give Blake Jarwin some love. All right. Uh, hey, uh, we're going to have a brand new episode of the 750 coming your way later on today. Myself and two-time Super Bowl champion Tony Casillas. Uh, that's right. You get a Super Bowl champion every week here on the Blog and the Boys podcast feed, so make sure you subscribe. It is that time of year. Football season is upon us, my friend. All right. We are, what, 30 days away from uh, the NFL regular season beginning, technically, uh, or at least scheduled to begin. And uh, we're going to have some fun here on the B2B podcast feed. You get two episodes every single day in our podcast feed, so make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We are available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Blogging the Boys. Give us a rating. Write a review. Those things really, really, really help. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram. I am at RJ Ochoa. You can also shoot me an email if that is more your speed, rj.ochoa at sbnation.com. You can also do me a huge favor. You can have the absolute best Tuesday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys. And peace out.